I'm Mark. And I'm Katie, and welcome to Life in the Mundane. The podcast that is not afraid to tackle the difficult topics in marriage and parenting from a biblical perspective in hopes of encouraging you to make the most of the little moments in these important relationships. Join us each week as we share advice from our unique perspective as second-generation homeschoolers who got married young, had six kids in nine years, and have been through many ups and downs over the last 13 years of marriage. We know that navigating these relationships is not easy, but we also know that if God has called you to it, He will equip you for it. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. After quite a pause that we've had, we are so happy to be back. I think it's been a year at this point, by the time this comes out, since we had to abruptly stop our second season. If you guys have been listening for a while, we were actually just about halfway through a series that we were working on when life just hit us really, really hard. We had a lot of things that came up and had to stop and prioritize our family during that time. And so we apologize for just kind of ghosting you, but we are finally back. Yes. And really, to be honest, we're still in the middle of that crazy busy season. That's just kind of become our new normal. Um, We're taking a time when we've got a minor break in what's going on in our life to try and record a few episodes. So this might be a shorter season, but we really want to share with you the lessons God's been teaching us in this time. Yeah, because we are very, very much still in the middle of everything that was going on a year ago. It's, It's probably the exact same, if not more intense at this point in time, but in those heat moments of life, there's a lot of refining fire there and a lot of God teaching you lessons, a lot of God working on our hearts, sanctifying us, trying us and (laughs) helping us to see his faithfulness even more. And so we were like, on one hand, we kind of want to wait for things to calm down, to share about what's going on. But on the other hand, we know that these lessons are so valuable that we did want to share those. So what we're going to do for this season is we're going to approach it a little bit different. Each episode, we're going to share a little bit more about what's been going on in our life. Rather than doing one episode as a update on the family, we're going to kind of give you an update all throughout this season, explaining what the craziness has been and what God's teaching us through that. Yeah, and we're really hoping through those stories and through sharing some of the principles, some of the things that we've learned, um, separating truths from lies, those kinds of things that we've talked about before, we're hoping through sharing those things that will be an encouragement to you in your family, and it will help you in whatever season God has called you to in this moment. Today, though, we're going to share about one particularly large change, a major shift in our life that happened about a year ago at this time. That By the time this episode's coming out, it will have been about a year. Beginning of 2023, I was very much feeling stuck at work, stuck really in life in a lot of different ways, and there was a lot of frustrations there. And it was Um, funny because we were on our way to church. Um, It was Sunday morning, we were on our way to church, and Mark is just like, randomly pouring out his frustrations about work, which is really funny because actually usually on the way to church, we just play worship music and we're very much like not talking about life. But that particular Sunday, like you could tell he was really heavy and that something was weighing on him. And so I asked him what was going on and he just kind of poured out his heart about it. And it was really funny because when he shared about his struggles at work, when he shared about how, you know, he just, he wasn't really happy with where he was at and how he felt like he was meant for more, so to speak. In this moment, I had this little tinge, this little feeling like, hmm, I wonder if my husband should consider looking outside of his field of expertise. Now, before we go any further, like a little context here, my husband has been working in the field that he is working in now for 
15 years. 15 years. Well, 14 years. I basically, I had a two-year break, but I've been doing this since I was 18. Yeah. And so he has been in the same type of job for a long time. And while we have looked and he has gotten different jobs within that field and gotten different promotions or moved around a little bit over the years, he's always been in this field. And so for me to have that thought of like, maybe my husband should consider something outside of this field was very random and it scared me to death. The fact that that thought even popped in my head. So I quickly repressed it and I said absolutely nothing about it. And we continued on to church. Yeah. So later on that day at church, I was talking with another person. And one of the discouraging things I was having was I had just been turned down for a promotion that I thought I was going to get. And he was asking about what had been going on. And in the midst of this conversation, he suggested, hey, have you considered looking outside of the field you're in? Have you considered on job training for and he laid out a couple of different things and it really got me thinking and really weighed on me because to be honest I do enjoy the job I've been doing for the most part but it just got me thinking of am I doing what I need to be doing right now should I be looking at something else and as much as I tried to push it out of my head I was struggling I I had a lot of trouble focusing in church because this happened before the service and I had a lot of trouble (laughs) focusing that day because I couldn't get this out of my head. It's funny because on the way home in the car, he was like, so this is going to seem like totally out of left field. But what would you think about if I were to start thinking about exploring a totally different career? And I just had the worst feeling in the pit of my stomach because I was like, shoot, if God is working on his heart, And he's giving me that same feeling at the same time. This probably means this is something we got to do. And I was not super thrilled about it. He was super excited about it. He was like... I was also scared. Yeah. But you were pumped. Like, you were like, you're like, wait a second. This opens up a whole new world of possibilities. I've only thought, like, very narrowly in this one area. What what do I want to be? What what do I want to do with my work? And... I was just like, this is another major life change in the midst of a lot of chaos. <laughs> and I was terrified. But we'll we'll get there to that struggle. What's funny, though, is, you know, I was like, all right, I've got I can't ignore the fact that, you know, we're both thinking about this at the same time. And it seems completely out of left field. So we agreed that we would pray about it. And we agreed that we would take all of the month of January because this literally happened. I think it was the first Sunday in January or the second Sunday in January. It was it was the first couple of weeks in January. Yeah. So we were like, look, we're going to this is huge. We're going to step back. We're going to pray about it. And you know, but like aggressively and intentionally pray about it. And then we're going to meet back up at the end of January and we'll see where we're at. Yeah. So we went, we started praying, we started looking and like Katie mentioned a minute ago, this really was like, okay, kind of back to, well, what do I want to do when I grow up? Um, (laughs) Even though I'm an adult with children who are approaching those thoughts themselves. It's one of those, I started this type of work right out of high school and it's the Lord's provided for us through it. Um, We've never really needed anything because of it. Yeah, it was just a thought that you you hadn't really had in a long time. And you know, I think that it was something that, like I said, it was very exciting, but very overwhelming because it literally anything was an option. And yet nothing was an option because the factor is, is that while we're having this conversation of what do you want to be when you grow up at, you know, 34 years old, at the same time, you're not 18. And so we had to factor in things like, huh, what do you want to be when you grow up? What interests you? But also what would pay enough to support a family of eight people? What would actually offer insurance for kids who have medical special needs? Like, so there had to be some a reality check, I guess, on top of everything yes. else. 
And we made lists and lists and lists, lists of things that he might be interested in, many of which like were related to his field that were more hands-on, that were maybe more mechanic type related. And then he randomly walks in one day and says, so I, I have one that I just, I can't, I can't shake it. So like, I look at our list. I think we have like 50 things on this list. No, and to pause, our first list was, well, I don't, I, I can't afford to go back to school. I can't afford yeah. the time. I can't afford the energy. I can't afford the money, like any of it. We can't afford for me to go back to school. Plus, I didn't want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I not do well in school. Um, I had final years of high school or my one semester in college. Yeah. So we made that original list and he comes back and he's like, I have a different thing that's not on the list. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we made a list of 50 different things like that you could pursue in your pick. Okay, cool. Awesome. And he's like, I really am interested in becoming a nurse and to look into nursing. And I just paused because that was so left field. That was just so not related to anything else on this list. But instantly, as soon as he said it, even though I was thrown back by it, even though I knew what it would require, I also had that gut feeling of like, oh man, this is what we're going to (laughs) do. As you can see, guys had to work on my heart a lot. So jumping ahead a little bit, yes, we we ended up deciding, okay, I was going to go back to school and pursue a degree where I could become a nurse. I think when the decision was finally made was uh, Katie's response was, oh, great, we're doing this, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And everybody we told, we were like, hey, they're like, you're going back to school. And he's like, yeah, I am. And they're like, for what? And they're like, he said nursing. And they were all confused because, again, we're talking polar opposite shift of what he's doing now. And then they would all like, it would take like a 30 second pause and then they'd be like, but yeah, I could really see that. Like he, he loves people. He cares deeply. He's always been in some kind of position of like medical training in his job, even though his tra- job has zero to do with that. They have to have certain guys that are training like CPR, first aid, that kind of thing. He's always been the person to do that. And then with having a daughter with medical needs, like we have seen how having a good nurse or a bad nurse can kind of drastically change the entire situation for Yes. family. Yes. And so it just, it was one of those things like people instantly were like, yeah, I could actually see that. I actually think that would be good. So there was a lot in that calling that was hard to swallow. I kept making plans and God kept going, nope. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. Okay, cool. You're going to go back to school, but we're going to, we're going to take time to prepare for this. We're going to financially prepare for this. We're going to physically and mentally prepare for this. We're not going to start school until like, he's not going to start school till summer, maybe probably not till fall. And God's like, nope. April. <laughs> so this all happened pretty quickly. Yeah. Basically, the local community college around us offers short-term classes. And the big one for me was getting my math scores up to where I could take college algebra because that was one of the big things I struggled with in my one semester in college was algebra. And it had been 15 years since you had touched a math problem. Like, I mean, you do some math in your job, but it's very like narrow niche kind of thing. Yes. And so it's like 15 years of going back to school and being like, oh, let me remember how to do college algebra. So we knew there would have to be some like remedial classes to like catch back up. And And so I I started some of the shorter term remedial classes pretty much immediately just so that (laughs) I could, by the fall, be able to take college algebra. Yeah. And so, Guy kept opening these doors. It was evident this is where we're going, ready or not. 
<laughs> let's go. And there were a lot of struggles and fears and lies that crept up in both of our heads. Like at the time, I, I felt very evident that like I was having struggles with this decision, but I didn't realize until a little bit later on how much Mark was struggling with this decision, even though we were both confident this is what God was calling us in. So Mark, do you want to share a couple of the struggles you were dealing with? Yeah. So for me, I had a big struggle of I want to make sure that I'm present for my children. I want to make sure that I have a good relationship with them while they're at home to, well, just one, have a good relationship, but also just to, to help be there and train them. And I, I don't want them to grow up and feel like, well, dad was absent. Mm-hmm. And I had a big concern for that because on the path I'm on, by the time I graduate, my two oldest will have graduated high school. So I'm spending yeah, they're the high graduate school. they're going to graduate like the same year or Mark might be like the year and, after when our my, daughter graduates. Oh yeah, when our third <laughs> graduates. And so like I'm looking at this going, this is in a big time for our children. This is their high school years and I'm going to be going to school. And I, I was worried about, am I going to be even able to be involved? Yeah. And I was definitely worried about that as well. I was worried about, you know, we have, we've set up foundations. Like that was what we talked about last season was setting up those foundations of our home, foundations of our family, foundations, like what is important to us as a family. And all of those things that were important require a lot of time and effort and energy. And I was like, can we, can we continue to pour that level of effort and energy in if you're also going to school? And I weren't willing to, to negotiate or to let, let those foundations suffer. But that wasn't the only struggle. There was also for me the struggle of change. I've always struggled with change. Once the change happens, I'm like, all right, this is the new plan. Let's go. Like, <laughs> but it's that feeling of of being out of control, of not knowing what's coming. You know, I've said before with my daughter's medical diagnosis, the four months leading up to actually getting her official diagnosis were some of the worst months ever because it was just constantly like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to help my kid. Once we found the diagnosis, that's usually the point where a lot of people fall apart. But to me, that was the point where I was like, okay, now we have a plan. Um, and that sounds really like good for a lot of people. A lot of people are like, oh, that's that's great. That's a way to bounce back. But in reality, it truly shows my heart and that I, I struggle with a lack of trusting in God. I struggle with not knowing, <laughs> not being in control of the situation. And that's what I was dealing with here. I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like. And my husband can reassure me all he wants, but he doesn't know what it's going to look like either because we've never done this before. And so, yeah, there was just a lot with that. And just knowing that in the midst of everything else going on, it was going to be another major life change. But I know you struggle too with past stuff. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I went to college for one semester after high school and I went because I felt I needed to. I went because I felt that was the expectation of people around me, of my parents, of uh, of Katie's parents. We were dating at the time, and I felt like there was an expectation there. No, I don't think there was, but yeah. No, I, there wasn't. <laughs> it was a perceived expectation. It was a perceived expectation, but I was not in it. I did had no desire to actually do it, and I ended up uh, getting the two classes I took that semester. I failed one, and I got a D in the other, and some of the, I guess I had taken some other courses um, in high school and basically putting all my grades together, I got put on academic probation. Well, mm-hmm. at that point in time, I went, well, I don't want to go to school anyway. Who cares? Who cares? I'm not going to, I'm not going back. Then come 15 years later, I'm going, I'm going back to school and I'm still on academic probation. Yeah. Fun fact, it does not roll off after a certain period of time. And whatever your GPA was 15 years ago is still your GPA now. And so this was another fear that I had was how are we going to pay for this? Like everybody understands inflation is ridiculous. Ridiculous right now. Um, money is tight for 
everyone. And we're like, how are we going to pay for school on top of this? And we did. We paid for school from April through the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. We paid for all of the school that he took. Um, and God just like miraculously provided. Like it was it was crazy, silly things that you couldn't even imagine. God just provided. I mean, like eight hundred, fourteen hundred extra dollars. Like it was just yeah. ridiculous. Um, and God ultimately ended up providing a scholarship. And so he was able to do that. But when we were looking at scholarships, we were like, he doesn't qualify for anything because he's on academic probation and his GPA is in awful. I, it was terrible. <laughs> so we had to like, there was a lot of those things that had to get passed. A lot of those things that were a big struggle. I know for me, I was personally struggling with freezing Mark out. Like, if we're being honest, you know, for me, and not in every aspect of life, like, I don't mean freezing him out in our relationship, but it was like my brain was trying to formulate a plan. Going back to that whole needing control thing, my brain was trying to be like, okay, how are we going to survive with this? And I started wanting to, not wanting to, but naturally starting to mark him out of the equation to be like, okay, he's not going to be available. He's going to be doing school. He's like any of his free time needs to go towards, you know, the kids or towards, you know, our relationship relationally. So that means he can no longer help around the house. He can no longer, you know, be there as my sounding board for X, Y, and Z. Like I just immediately went to kind of the worst case scenario and I started making plans around our life that kind of cut him out of that equation. He's like, hey, I could take that kid to that doctor's appointment. I'm like, no, you can't because you're going to be doing school. And that was definitely a lie from Satan and a way of trying to divide our family. And I'm very thankful that God really made that evident in my heart that that was what was going on. And we were able to talk through that and to work through that. And and honestly... (laughs) I'm not trying to jump ahead here, but like to honestly jump through and see that there are some truths to that of like in the past, Mark had been very, very, very involved. He gets home pretty early in the day and he's able to do a lot around the house or he's able to take kids to this or that and to take a lot of that load and to share that load. And so there was going to be part of that that he could not do. And he had to like come to that realization. But then I also had to come to the realization that if God's called us to it, he's going to provide. He's going to provide. Um, what we need, whether that is other people stepping up to fill and help those positions that I needed help with, or whether that was him stepping up in different ways. And so I think that's something that like, you know, I hate sharing because I feel like <laughs> it's ugly. <laughs> and it is, but that's one of the things we want to do in this podcast. We want to talk about the, the hard and ugly things, because I know that this is something that other people struggle with as well. But those are just some of the struggles and the fears and lies. The truth and what we always talk about is you have to remind yourself of truth. You have to take every thought captive and you have to really function with the truth in mind. Yeah, and so with that, I want to read uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 that says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And that was something that, like, we had to to recognize in that moment was, like, we were feeling tempted to feel overwhelmed. We were feeling tempted to feel like this couldn't be done. This was too hard. This was not going to work. And God was like, if I've called you to this, I'm going to be faithful. So stop worrying about it and understand that, like, I get it. Yeah. And God calls us to hard things. This was... I think that was the theme of last year. That really was the theme. Well, (laughs) and it's the theme of last year, and it's kind of an ongoing thing right now, is God calls us to hard things, and our comfort is not 
necessarily a guarantee. Sometimes those hard things are make us uncomfortable or might make one person within the marriage uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, I'm a chronic people pleaser. So when I see what Satan tempts me to saying is, well, this was your decision to go back to school and it is causing discomfort in life for your wife. Mm-hmm. When it's causing hardship for your wife or your children because you're less available, I have to remember that if God is calling me to this, he's calling our family to this. Right. And if he's calling our family to this, he's going to equip each and every person within our family to do this. Yeah. And and not only like our comfort is not of God's utmost concern because our comfort is not actually necessarily good for us. In comfort, when you are just coasting, right, and life is comfortable and it is easy, there's not growth happening. It is just sort of a sedentary situation. And God cares ultimately about our spiritual growth and us growing in our walk with the Lord and becoming more like him through sanctification. And that's what he promises that he'll give us because he promises he'll give us what is good for us. Yes. Well, that's just it. It's We can take from James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds that for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing god gives us trials god allows us to be tested because those trials and those testings allow us to fall on him when we can't fall on our own strength mm-hmm. absolutely and when it came to the the lie or the struggle about our children right and that time that mark would miss out with them like the fact is when we take these struggles and these fears we go and we say okay, what's the truth and what's a lie? And there was a portion of truth that if he was not absolutely 100% intentional about his time with his kids, he could miss out. He could hurt the relationship. But what we really found through this is I was wasting a lot of time before. And so what I found is as long as I am being intentional and putting aside time to make sure I spend with my children, they're actually getting the same amount of time with me. It's just not whenever it happens naturally. (laughs) It, It is more intentional and scheduled out. And For some of our children, they feel like, well, dad's not as available because he's not available when I want him right now. Right. It's been an adjustment. It's been an adjustment. But as I look at the the actual amount of time, of quality time I'm Mm -hmm. spending with them, it's really the same amount of quality time. It's just more scheduled and more intentional rather than, yeah, let's do this. And it required sacrifice. Like going back to school meant that we were like, okay, what are our priorities? What are our big rocks? And those things were like teaching our kids in the faith and being there in our marriage and those things, which meant that the things that did not fit into that category needed to fall by the wayside. And so we really took the time to, to look at our schedule critically and to say, hey, this does not line up with that. This needs to go. We need to cut this. We need to cut that. And then to also say we're cutting this for the reason of making time to be intentional. So we didn't fill it up with other things. We said, hey, we're going to cut this so that this can be a family time. But I think the thing is, is that whatever season God's called you to is to be joyful and to be thankful and to remember who God is. And I think that's what I ultimately, when it came to my concerns about being out of control, I had to rest in that. I had to say, God, you are the, you are my rock not my husband. And this is a constant theme throughout our marriage that I have to learn and relearn and relearn and relearn is that I can love him and I can depend on him and I can care for him and I should, but I cannot rest on him. Like I cannot put all my hope, all my eggs in that basket because ultimately I'm supposed to be doing that with Christ. (laughs) And as I draw closer to him, 
And as my husband draws closer to him, we draw closer together and we become stronger. Yes. So we, we need to make sure that, that we're relying on God for our struggles, for our fears and taking joy in those trials. In Romans 5 verse 3, it says, not only that, but we rejoice in the sufferings, knowing that the suffering produces endurance. We've learned a lot of endurance. <laughs> we, we've learned a lot of endurance through this period, through, well, through many things God's taught us. And Well, and the temptation's always to, like, count it all joy, right, brothers, when you face trials after you finished facing the trial. But the fact is, we have to force ourselves, we have to be intentional to count it all joy in the moment. In the midst of the trial. And so when one of us, either one of us, is spiraling, when he's like, this is super hard, I'm making life difficult for everybody, I need I need to quit, or when I'm sitting here going, this is too hard, I can't do this, I need you to quit, we look at each other and we go, what are the joys in this trial? What are the things we're learning? What are the things? And that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast too. Yes, we are doing it to share with you guys. We hope this is an encouragement to you, but this is also our way of taking time in the midst of the chaos to say, here are the joys in this moment. Here are the things we can be thankful for. Here are the lesson God's teaching us. Here's how our family is growing and growing. You know, I don't know if you guys remember puberty. We're, we're right in the middle of it with several of our kids, but like it's painful and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable for everybody around you. <laughs> and it's the same thing when we're going on our walk with the Lord. Like, it's going to be painful. It's going to be awkward. There are going to be points that it causes a lot of stress and tension around you. Um, but it's good and it's needed. Yeah. So I think with all of that, we wanted to just kind of wrap up this episode by sharing with you guys kind of where we are now, right? So we started this journey. We started this homeschool journey. It's now been almost a year since Mark started school. You know, so what? What would have been the joys? What have been some of the good things that we've been taught? Well, there's been a really neat thing for Katie that started. Uh, so actually right about the time it that was this conversation. the exact same time started, yeah, almost the exact same time the conversation started, Katie got an opportunity to become involved in Made to Homeschool. Yeah, and so I had been praying about, I had been thinking about, was like, you know, I really need, I feel like God's calling me to work on something else. I have a YouTube channel, I have Instagram, like I have these areas um, where I share and I encourage, but I was like, I feel like there's something else I'm supposed to do. But everything I kept praying about just kept falling flat. Like, I was like, am I supposed to write a book? Am I supposed to do a course? Am I supposed to make a community? Like, what am I supposed to do? And none of it was right. Um, And then I got a random Instagram message from a friend who was like, hey, I know these people, um, Brandon and Brigitte, this couple, they're on fire for Christ. And they have a heart for community and for connecting homeschoolers, regardless of their style, you know, whether they're Charlotte Mason or classical or eclectic or whatever. And I just would love for you to talk to them. This is not the kind of thing I normally would jump on. I'd be like, yeah, let me talk to some random people (laughs) about this opportunity. But I was like, you know what? Let me let me jump on a call. So I jumped on a call. And like, as soon as I heard the heart and the vision and I saw the people behind it, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what God's been preparing my heart for for months now. And in the past, I would have been hesitant because this is a startup thing, right? Made to Homeschool is a community that people can join, that they can gum and they can hear from a lot of their favorite content creators and have, you know, ask questions, get answers, have workshops, have all of these really neat connection points and encouragement points. But this was going to require time, especially helping set it up. Because at this point in January, it was not set up. Like we launched in June, officially May was our pre-launch. But in January, it was literally just an idea. It didn't have a name. It didn't have a platform. It didn't have, it just had a vision. 
for it. And normally jumping in on something like this would require taking time for my family, which is something that I was not willing to do. But God providing this opportunity at the same time he provided the opportunity for Mark to go back to school was so providential because what happened was, yes, Mark didn't start classes till April, but pretty much starting in February, he started doing like pre-classes, like working on uh, reviewing things. I and was essentially doing some of the free online homeschool stuff to Yeah, he's doing like Khan Academy stuff. to like relearn and refresh on some of the math stuff. And um, and so with that, every day he would come home and for a couple of hours after he was home, he would work on math or work on filling out college application stuff or whatever. And during that time, I was able to pour a lot of that time into helping with made to homeschool. It also worked out well because our kids kids were adjusting to a new schedule with school. And so they were actually taking a little longer. My older kids were on doing independent work. And so my younger ones would play. My older ones were still working on school. Dad was working on school and I was able to work on this project. And I do think this was a big blessing. Like I think God gifted this to our family for multiple reasons, but I really do think it was a really wonderful opportunity because if it had come two months earlier, I probably would have had to turn it down. This was neat to see God's timing in that because it was literally the end of January that that came up. And so that was one big joy, one big blessing with that. It's also been really neat for me. I I had a lot of self-doubt about going back to school. I I actually remember points of going, yeah, I'm never going back to school because (laughs) I didn't think I could. I, I really didn't think I could succeed in it. And it's been great to see just the Lord work in my heart, just myself growing, seeing that if I apply myself and I work hard and I care about what I'm doing, I can succeed in it. And, uh, and it's also been a great way for me to encourage my children yes, who, are stu- that's what I was who, <laughs> who are struggling in school going, guys, I struggled too. I understand. I, I've been there. And then walking alongside. It's also been nice for Katie as they're getting into pre-algebra stuff. It's, well, dad just went through this in yeah, school. Yeah, mom hasn't gone through this in 15 years either. And I was never a math person. So I was like, now you can go to daddy for help because he's, yes. he's fresh on this. <laughs> yes, but no, it's been good. I, I, I'm actually now off academic probation. I've gotten all A's since I started, which was has been it's been a slog it's been uh it's been challenging but it's been good it's been it's really been very really good, good. And, and very fulfilling it's been really good for the kids to see you work hard to see you work towards something to see you you really like it not coming easy mm-hmm. it not being simple and yet being worth it yes and i think that has been a big big blessing i think another big blessing in all of it has just been to get to see um we talked about this the world is different it is very different and going back to school in today's day and age is there's a lot of topics there's a lot of situations a lot of issues that were not there or not as prevalent in today's society teachers that you have to screen for certain things and opinions and perspectives and whatnot and i told mark i said you know i really think this is a blessing because the truth is you're going through this you're one a getting to see which professor or good or bad or getting to see what the feel is on college campuses and things. And it will help us be able to prepare our kids better. Yes. As they go into college, uh, some of them will, some of them won't. But as they, some of them want to pursue that, I feel like if I was teaching them how to prepare for college based on my personal experience 15 years ago, a lot of it 
would be obsolete or they would need additional information. And Mark will have that fresh perspective to be able to give them. And I think that's really a kind of a hidden joy, a hidden hidden thing to be thankful for. Yes. But the thing is, is about going back to school, every semester is different. Yes. We've now been through multiple semesters. Every semester is different. There's change in the amount of hours he takes. There's changes in the difficulty of classes. There's changes on the impact of the family. But the fact is, no matter where we are in that journey, and we probably won't be done with this journey, um, we're looking at another five years because I'm, I am not willing to sacrifice my family. So I'm not going to school full time. I'm going part time. He's working full time and going to school part time. And even though there's a lot of unknowns, what we can rest in is what we do know. Yes. And that's the character of God and who he is and his faithfulness. God is good and faithful. And we very much feel like God has called our family to this. He's mm-hmm. called me to pursue this as a career, but for our family to do this, because we're, we're all experiencing different aspects of this mm-hmm. together. But we all also know that God's equipping us for it. He has equipped us for it and he will continue to provide for us. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's today's episode. That's one of the big things that have been going on. Come back next week to learn a little bit more about some of the medical things that have been going on in our family and the chaos that has ensued from that and the lessons God's teaching us. Yes. Well, we are excited to be doing this season. We'll, we're not sure exactly how many episodes we're going to get in this season. We're basically recording during his break off of school. Yeah, Christmas basically. Break. <laughs> I'm, we're recording in the month I have off. I, I finished my finals this week we were going to record until i uh start school back up in the spring however much we get in january we will we will put that out for you guys and hope that you enjoy it and thank you for your patience yes in this chaos all right well we will talk to you later bye bye Thanks again for listening. If you found this helpful, we would love for you to share the podcast and leave a review as it helps spread the word so that hopefully more families can be encouraged to make the most of the little moments in their marriage and parenting. Talk to you again next week. Bye.